0: Coming up on today's episode of the Saint Petersburg Foodies podcast.
1: I wound up going to culinary school, and um, it was the first time I ever got A's in school.
0: <laughs> That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I had a lot of cooks that worked for me through the years, and mentored a lot of chefs. And really, what I asked everybody to do every day is be proud of the food that they cook. You know, mm-hmm. and and if you're not proud of it, you know, is to take the time to do it again.
2: Tell us about the Mug Club.
1: Well, the Mug Club is, you know, you get, uh, well, first and foremost, you get four more ounces of beer. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown.
0: Hi, I'm Kevin Godby.
2: And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today.
0: Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete.
2: And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years so you don't have to, but you should.
0: We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work.
2: On today's show, our featured guest is Chef Greg Picard from Sea Dog Candina.
0: Chef Picard has been involved in culinary his entire life, and what he created at Sea Dog Cantina got them our highest rating.
2: After Chef, we stroll over to our favorite salad place for lunch, Green Stock, right in the heart of downtown St. Pete. We, we have, have a great, great show, so stick around.
0: around. Hey Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly, pimento cheese, and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh, yeah, I love that one too. They actually call it the FGBLT. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly, glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce, and pimento cheese. Mm-hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG.
2: Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, criminy mushrooms, and four cheese
0: grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a Best Eggplant Parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads.
2: Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good. Oh,
0: man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 10.30, which I love, and the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. Please welcome, from Sea Dog Cantina, Chef Greg Picard. Welcome, Greg. Welcome. Great to be here. Good morning. And one thing I need to get out of the way right up front, no relation to Jean-Luc.
1: I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. That would be correct.
0: And, <laughs> and if you had a dollar for every time somebody made a joke about that, you'd be retired already
1: happens every time I get my credit card out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) that's like every day. (laughs) So we met you at Sea Dog Cantina. You are the chef there, but your official title is a little little bit longer than that, if I may. Director of Food and Beverage Development and Operations at Shipyard Brewing Company. So do you get involved in other locations besides Cantina, or are you solely focused on Cantina?
1: You know, I've uh, been fortunate enough to really be in wear many hats and um coming up on uh, one year working with a uh, shipyard and um you know, I've done everything anything from uh, concept development to uh procurement to efficiencies to you know uh opening up uh, cantina which was uh you know uh, February 17th and um you know we had that short lived month and uh now <laughs> we're back at it.
0: Yeah so you've been in culinary really your entire adult life
1: it's <laughs> fair fair statement yeah, yeah. I, um yeah i uh, spent uh, a lot of years uh, um you know, working for uh, marriott hotels and was fortunate enough there also to uh lead some of the uh, two largest convention resort hotels in our company and um and now i've uh, have the opportunity to help uh, lead our uh, shipyard sea brew uh sea dog brewing company and um and keep on developing our concepts and looking at um, ways to keep on making great memories through our food.
0: Yeah, we we loved it. And yeah, it was there's delicious. there's a review on our site. We'll we'll get more into that a little bit later. Let's learn a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from and get us through how you got down to Florida from there?
1: Well, I'll try to take the shortest path. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But um, you know, I grew up uh, in upstate New York um on a clam bake steak roast business, and definitely started working there when I was illegal to work for my dad. You know, he had me doing um, everything from uh, you know mowing lawns to painting buildings to opening clams and cooking steaks, and then um, my mom owned a um, a diner, and um, I cooked there for her for a while, and then. And I said, geez, I, you know, this has been staring me in the face the whole time. And um, I wound up going to culinary school and um, it was the first time I ever got A's in school. <laughs> That's
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> you know, but uh, then uh, three days um, after um, graduation, I uh, started working for Marriott Hotels and um, worked my way around the United States. And then, um, you know, I wound up in Florida here in 2010. And I've been here uh, ever since. So um, we love where we live. Um, we love Florida. And um, it's exciting to see a lot of things and opportunities grow with our company in, in Florida and in uh, Maine right now. So I kind of get some of the best of both worlds. I um, s- spent last summer in Kennebunkport, Maine. And um, nice. I get to spend the winter months uh, here in, uh, on the West Coast in uh, the St. Pete area. So, um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a good journey.
0: That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. And you've day. been all over uh, New Orleans, Denver, Washington, DC, California, and then Florida was, a re- that was originally for Marriott and Orlando.
1: Yeah. I had the opportunity growing up in the company with Marriott. I always thought that maybe someday um, I could be the executive chef um, at the Orlando World Center Marriott, that being the largest Marriott brand in the company. And Lo and behold, in uh, 2010, um, I landed that uh, uh, leadership job as the executive chef for that convention and resort hotel. And then in 2016, I went over to the Gaylord Palms. So um, I've had the opportunity to lead two of the largest convention resort hotels in the Orlando market. So
0: Wow. Yeah. Gaylord yeah. Palms is a beautiful motel. hotel. I'm <laughs> assuming there's more than one kitchen you're dealing with over there, too. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Well, there was two hundred cooks and uh, twenty chefs, and uh, you know, my you know, so, so it's a little different now. But I really knew at some point in time I would, you know, do something uh, different in a different leadership role after, after life after uh, the hotel business. And um, this was definitely a, a great place to land. And you know, the owner of. Uh, um, uh, shipyard fred forsley i've been a colleague and friend for over 20 some odd years through so one of my best friends and um you know just took a you know my sister lives in maine and took a ride up there shortly after i left marriott and spent some time with fred and he called me a couple of days later and we started from there so um here we are
0: <laughs> yeah and fred's been on the podcast too yes he has a few months back before yeah, you Actually, yeah, maybe uh, beginning. It was February, I guess. Yeah, before everything went to hell.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, we like Fred a lot. He's he's a great guy. I mean, he's really smart. He's a good businessman, and he's just like a a fun, friendly guy to hang around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I'm imagining he's he's a pretty good boss too.
1: He's he's a great guy, and just you know, I mean, anytime him and I spend at least uh, every day in the morning a couple of minutes on the phone together. <laughs>
0: ah, cool. So, Greg. Do you have any particular, you know, as far as your own cooking goes, your any particular style or philosophy yourself that you would describe?
1: Well, it, it's pretty simple. You know, I, I like to um, make sure that, um, you know, I stay current, but uh, at the same time, don't overcomplicate dishes. If it's a great piece of fish, make it a great piece of fish. If it's a great piece of steak, make it a great steak and do the technique correctly. You know, as I mentioned, you know, I had a lot of cooks that worked for me through the years and mentored a lot of chefs. And really what I asked everybody to do every day is be proud of the food that they cook, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and if you're not proud of it, you know, is to take the time to do it again, you know, so, you know, do the technique right, work clean, keep a clean kitchen, clean food, you know, clean kitchen, clean food, you know, um, and, um, you know, have fun, really. At the end of the day, it's really about having fun. I still really have a hard time thinking out of, you know, the many years that I've spent in kitchens that it's still a job to go to every day.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. So on sea Dog Cantina, I mean, I think I already said before, and we're going to say it again later, too. We loved it. We were very impressed. I mean, the food was just fantastic. So how do you... Well, wait, before the question, I have one more uh, lead up to it. Um, There's this thing where people will walk into a, say, a Mexican restaurant and see, say, people of color that they assume are Mexican and think, well, this is going to be real Mexican food. It's going to be authentic. This is going to be really good stuff. And when I was in the shower, actually, I was thinking about this and I thought, (laughs) you know what? Just because you're Mexican doesn't make you a good cook. It could be a Mexican guy that's a terrible cook and you could be a white guy that's an amazing chef. <laughs> so how did you go about when, when Dog Cantina came up and now you're in charge of coming up with the menu? How do you do your menu development? Are there certain parameters you set, certain questions you ask that set the direction? What do you do?
1: Well, it's a team effort, you know. So, um, you know, I think the best ideas come from we all sit down and we start bouncing ideas off of each other, you know. So, you know, the chef from... Um, the Treasure Island Sea Dog, the Sous Chef um, at Cantina now, were, you know, all involved in the menu development with our ideas. And then actually, as we went through the training and the pre-opening uh, um, tastings, you know, we, we started to tweak, you know, because you have an idea of how things might be when you start to write the menu, but then you get into actually in, 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 start cooking with the equipment in the kitchen and, you know, how everything's going to flow and how you can start to minimize some steps and and work on efficiencies and, and combine some ingredients. So, you know, that you can, when you're cutting onions or you're cutting tomatoes, which are in a lot of uh, our recipes that you're cutting them only once for the day for all the recipes, you know, and, and really, and really streamline how we can to streamline the production and the productivity of all the recipes that were made. And, you know, that was really one of the keys to, to success when um, we um, developed the menu and we were able to um, think about what we needed to take for the next steps to make the execution. In the first month we were, we were, we came out of the gates, very strong, you know? And so, you know, one thing that, that I like to have as a rule of thumb is when the, you know, the the clock ticks on the, on the opening of the door, you know, I I want the cooks to cook. I don't want anybody to prep anymore. So all the prep is done and all we have to do is put out great food all night. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, we made best use of the space. Um, we ordered some, you know, we were fortunate enough to be able to get a few apparatus cooking vessels and equipment in to maximize our efficiencies, which really, really, really helped us. So, pretty it was pretty it was pretty it was it was a it's really a great story you know we started there chef Justin uh, Mitchell and I started there and we we basically almost did like a restaurant impossible you know for four or five days you know we went to town on the kitchen and 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 got it ready to be able to get our first food delivery and we got our first food delivery and then we started prepping and then the place started to smell like uh, <laughs> you know the you know, it smelled like a Mexican restaurant. You know, you could start to smell, you know, fresh salsas being made, and we were making uh, pork carnitas and barbacoa beef, and you know, I mean, things started to, you know, you know, it smelled like a kitchen.
0: A <laughs> former friend of mine, when I used to live elsewhere, that uh, is, was a professional chef, and every once in a while, he'd invite me over for dinner on a Sunday night for family dinner, and... He'd make all different kinds of stuff, and and he made Mexican food one time. And I was like, wow, man, this is amazing. You can be made an honorary Mexican. (laughs) But then that kind of goes against what I really actually realized is it doesn't really matter what your ethnicity is. If you're a a real pro and you have the experience and knowledge, you should be able to make any style of food really good.
1: Right. Well, I I kind of put that as a tagline when you see some of my, uh, you know, meet, meet Greg Picard or my passion, knowledge, and character help me develop these uh, interpretations but uh, you know it's really cheers to the food and beverage team that inspires me every day too you know i mean these guys rock and right. i can you know, exactly. i can't do that without them you know so i mean you know they um, they were on board and you know they put up great food every day and you can see as as the wheels get greased as the weeks go along when you're open and you know how everybody's uh you know started to feed off of each other you know of now they're putting out great food and they leave their stations clean and you come back into the morning time and the the kitchen's sparkly clean and we're ready to
0: there's nothing like having a great team that works well together right and
2: we could definitely feel that when we were there
0: yeah 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 we could tell the guys were having fun definitely so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll get into some of the uh juicy details on sea dog cantina and gulfport we will be right back Keep on moving. Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and First Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms, vegetarians, it'll have you saying, "Ooh, mommy!" The umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib, mmm. And then there's the noodles. Omg. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? We are back! We are back! We are back back with Chef Greg Picard from Sea Dog Cantina and Shipyard Brewing. And Sea Dog is in Gulfport, forgot to mention that earlier. And let's talk about some of the stuff. We we recently were in, and there's a review on stpetersburgfoodies.com. You should definitely check it out. I just want to read just a, a small excerpt from the beginning of my review. Okay. Sea Dog Cantina far surpassed all of our expectations. We were anticipating good food. What we got was phenomenal, bursting with flavor, divine inspirations of Mexican food heaven. Important note. Sea dog refers to their food as, quote, Mexican-inspired cuisine, which is smart. That way, we don't have to have every self-proclaimed expert shrieking. This is inauthentic. We've many times before discussed why this is a useless word for describing an entire country's food. So I won't go into it here. And I also said that you guys are masters of proper seasoning, because we actually have been to some Mexican places where it seemed like they forgot some seasonings. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what happened. You mean no seasoning? (laughs) Yeah. And I also want to mention, even though I'm the one who wrote the review, there were three of us there. I had Lori with me, yes. my co-host here, and Haley was doing for the photography and the video, and she actually did the video as well. So, And all three of us thought it was amazing, not just me, the Mexican food lover.
2: Right. That is correct.
1: Well, I have to, I have to say thank you very much. I mean, that was you know, just a you know, fabulous article, and you guys did an awesome job, so yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you. You earned it. You're welcome. So, nachos. I don't usually get too excited about nachos. Right. I mean, nothing. No offense to nachos. I just like, oh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yours were great. I would definitely order them again. I I normally don't even order nachos, but those I would definitely order on a regular basis.
2: You you used some different cheeses on that one. I can't remember what all you said was on there.
1: Well, we have a um, a Oaxaca cheese blend with Monterey Jack and cheddar, and then... um, the cotilla which is the mexican parmesan. it's got a tanginess to it and um and, but the chips you know we fry them we fry them um daily and then um they're seasoned with our house-made uh, chili lime salt which is um yeah it's 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 awesome it's yeah it's really good and well ha- you know we'll ha- we're gonna have a retail line available soon too that's awesome a- yeah available at the, at the restaurant and Maybe eventually we'll have it available online also. So uh, you'll be able to get the cantina spice and the chili lime salt and some of our famous salsas. And so um, look forward to that coming down the the road.
0: Yeah, I think the chili lime salt was one of the things I really liked on the nachos. Yeah, they were really good. And the tacos were substantial. And the flour tortillas held together without getting like soggy and breaking in the middle and the stuff falling out. Because that happens sometimes too. Right. Well,
1: it's all on the, it's all in the order of how you assemble the taco, too. So,
0: mm-hmm. you know, make
1: sure you assemble the taco right, so uh, you know that doesn't happen. So,
0: yeah, exactly. And now, so we also had a, a daily special that day. That was the, the short rib taco, I believe. No, the ma, no, no no mahi mahi tostada. Oh, mahi mahi. So right, do right. you have do you have like different <laughs> right. specials randomly, or are there set ones for each day?
1: Well, currently, um, we're doing taco Tuesday and then on Wednesdays we have our mugs, our our mug, our mug club night. Thursday is our special, uh, night. And then on Friday is all day happy hour. So, um, Thursday's the night when we, um, will do something special. Um, we are going to work on, uh, um, having a special for, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, um. When we uh, start to expand the menu just a little bit more again, uh, after we kind of uh, keep on moving forward with getting back into this after the pandemic, you know, so um, yeah, so uh, we're excited about that too. And we've already got them. um, We're starting to run some of those on that Thursday night. That you'll see that'll be different specials on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So cool.
0: So the current Thursday special that's 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 rotating based on like what you might find fresh or new?
2: Yeah, correct. Yeah. Tell us about the mug club.
1: Well the mug club is, you know, you get uh well first and foremost, you get four more ounces of beer. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> You know, so there's a uh, there's a sign up there's a sign up fee, and then um, you know you come in and you have your own your own mug, and if you're a mug club member at another one of our locations, you get a guest mug.
0: Ah, oh, that's yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. So you don't need to, Oh, I don't have my mug here. <laughs>
0: right. Cool. <laughs> so we also had the uh, the chicken quesadilla, brisket enchiladas. Oh, and by the way, the charo beans are killer. Those are delicious. Yeah, they,
1: they really have a really great flavor to them, huh? It's not like your typical, like, refried beans, you know, so.
0: Yeah, they're bursting with flavor. Then also the Baja chicken burrito was great. And here's an interesting thing I'm sure, I know that you know, but not everybody does. You, got, you have a Caesar salad, and you add some corn to it to maybe make it a little b- more Mexican. And I think most people think that Caesar salad is of Italian origin, but it actually is of Mexican origin. That's correct. <laughs> From Tijuana. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so when yeah, I, I, and that,
1: that Mexican street corn uh, Caesar is is probably, you know, the hidden gem on the menu, one of the hidden gems on the menu, you know, the, those flavors just go so great together, you know, the the sweetness of the corn and the tanginess of the cotija cheese and the cornbread croutons, you know. Um, that ancho lime Caesar, it just goes so well together. I and mean, We're we're selling that uh, retail, too. So you can go home and make your own um, Mexican street corn Caesar at home. All you got to do is buy the romaine lettuce. You can buy the rest of it from us.
0: Nice. That's awesome. That's cool. Wow. And then we are not normally dessert people, Lori and I, but the <laughs> double chocolate brownie.
1: Holy cow.
0: It's amazing. Can you describe that for us?
1: Well, you have a you know double chocolate brownie and then you have the Mexican uh, uh, chocolate crumbled on top and that's got a little bit more of a, a different taste to it if you've never had Mexican chocolate before. Um, and then we melt that uh, uh, on top and then it's topped with um, cinnamon ice cream and um, homemade caramel sauce.
2: <laughs> it was so good. I still still dreaming about it. <laughs> and it's
1: pretty it's pretty simple, huh
2: yeah. yeah
0: yeah we love that one. Yes. And there's some great drinks as well, of course. The bar, the bar, so it's a big place. Yes. You guys have two pool tables. It's a huge round bar with like half the circle is inside and the other half's kind of Kind of outside. Well,
2: there's two bars. There's the bar in the front, and
1: then there's that bar in
0: the, oh, right, the back. Oh, right, right. There's like a more, I guess, standard-type bar in the front right. and, the, and the huge bars in the back. Yeah, that's the correct?
1: Tequila, that's where all the uh, 50 tequilas we have are in the back bar. Nice. Um, I mean, they're on both bars, but, I mean, um, you know, we have a selection of 50 tequilas. So. Nice. And then all our Sea dog beers on tap, and we have a couple that are specifically made just for cantina the sea dog, uh, number six and number seven. And so, you know, they have like a chili lime, um, spin on the draft beer. You know, they're, they're delicious. They really have the, 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 uh, beer master did a great job. So
0: that's awesome. So before we go, I have a, a knife question for you. Do you have a favorite <laughs> knife besides a chef's knife?
1: Um, you know, the guys in the kitchen would probably say that I, you know, I use this, um, um, boning knife quite often. (laughs) Uh Okay. Yeah, but I use it for a number of different things. Um, um, so, but I, I am a firm believer that making sure that you use the right, right knife for the right job. Mm -hmm, Right. sometimes, Sometimes you see people using not the right. Knife for the right job, but whatever the correct knife is for the technique that you're doing, make sure you're using the right knife. You know, the, and, and make I, sure it's sharp. And make sure it's sharp. Right. <laughs> yep.
0: And I and I get that now because we, I I just took a little mini online knife course, so I've been asking this question for the last couple of people.
2: <laughs>
0: nice. So Sea so Dog Cantina, it's in Gulfport. The address is twenty-eight thirty-two Beach Boulevard South, which is it's just the main strip. It's, it's and it's hard to miss it's a huge place big sign outside uh monday closed tuesday through friday 4 p.m to 9 p.m and then saturday and sunday you guys open up at noon so you can come for lunch on the weekend and stay open till 9 p.m as well and the website is com. chef greg picard thank you so much
2: thank you so
1: much absolutely and as we get into these summer months um We've got the great uh, cool inside, too. So even though we have great outdoor covered patio and, and, a, and a patio outside dining, but we have great indoor A.C. available also. So come in. It's nice and cool.
0: Awesome.
2: <laughs> great. Thanks, Greg. We'll see you
0: soon. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back. All that talking made us hungry, so we decided to get some lunch. We did. And this segment is sponsored by Greenstock, which is a chef-driven and ingredient-focused salad eatery right in the heart of downtown St. Pete. Everything is fresh. Nothing comes out of a can. And you can see all the ingredients right in the case. There are even full ears of unshucked corn and these gorgeous-looking Roma tomatoes. Yes. What'd you get, Lori?
2: I had the sweet tooth today. It's a combination of arugula, spinach, strawberries, apple, goat cheese, sunflower seeds, Tomatoes, grapes, and balsamic vinaigrette to top it up. It was delicious. I really loved the um, crunchiness of the apple in there combined with the nuttiness of the arugula and uh, the taste of the sunflower seeds. It was very good.
0: And I had the corn Caesar, which is romaine, baby kale, tomatoes, corn, croutons, parmesan, and Caesar. And what I really liked is, see, I, I love Caesar salads in general, and I like the traditional, but I also like them done differently too. And adding kale is actually one of my favorite things mm-hmm. to ways to do a Caesar salad. Right. And we know that the corn was fresh. We saw the ears of corn I already mentioned. And what we just found out is that the croutons come from the focaccia bread at Ilbertorno. Hello. That's all you had to say. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> but, uh, and by the way, if, in case you don't know, uh, Greenstock stock. Part of the ownership is the same ownership as El Retorno. Correct. David mm-hmm. Benstock, there's the stock. And Green.
2: Is Erica's last name. Erica's last name. maiden maiden name.
0: Yeah. And if you just heard that text come through, that was Erica Benstock confirming that, yes, they are Roma tomatoes. Just in time. Because <laughs> I asked her to make sure. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, you can taste how everything is so fresh.
2: Yes. And what we got today were chef-inspired creations, but you can also create your own yeah. bowls from um, all of their ingredients, uh, very reasonably priced. And they just um, started offering two different sides. So they have the larger salad for the uh, create your own starts at $9, and then you, can, you get so many options, and then anything additional, you're paying additional amounts. Right. And then the large one is $9.
0: Right. So, yeah, so there are, there's two sec, two main sections of the menu. One is chef inspired creations. That's where they've already said, this is what's in the salad. But even though you can still add things that you can still kind of customize those anyway. Right. But then you can, if you want, go totally from scratch. It's you inspired the other section. Right. And they just list, here's all our ingredients. How do you want them put together? Right. Which is pretty cool. Right. So yeah, check out Greenstock. They're on the 400 block of downtown St. Pete, specifically 449. Actually, I should say the 400 block of Central Avenue, which is right next to, well, I think there's one door separating them between El Ritorno. Mm, right. But yeah, but right there in that section. Check out Greenstock. Even though it's impossible to crank out as much new content as we did before the COVID-19 restaurant, Mageddon, we are still managing to be the little engine that could with a couple of new reviews this week. The new St. Pete Pier is open and the new restaurant, Teak, is fantastic. I would call it a casual, fine dining establishment with breathtaking views of the water and the St. Pete skyline. We loved it. We have a review for them as well as the also new, just opened about a month or two ago, Naked Farmer in downtown St. Pete. They provide fresh, seasonal, and locally sourced food for handcrafted, super high-quality farm-fresh bowls from scratch. Check out reviews for Naked Farmer Antique on stpetersburgfoodies.com. While we're still maintaining our list of what's open along with hours and if they offer dine-in, takeout, out delivery, uh, that's linked at the top of the homepage of stpetersburgfoodies.com. Some of the places that had to close because of virus infections have reopened, some others have closed, and then some open and close and back and forth. So it's become more challenging to keep that list up to date. So just check with the restaurant before you go. Next week on the show, we will have Chef Lee Aquino to talk about Teak and their other two new places at the new St. Pete Pier. If you'd like to send us spam, hate mail, or fan mail, or if you're interested in advertising, just send an email to info at com.
2: That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks to
2: our guest, Greg Picard.
0: Thanks to Greenstock for lunch. And thanks to our sponsors, Noble Crust, Booyah Ramen, and and Engine engine Number 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band.
2: We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com.
0: Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot
2: and your bubbly cold. You can have some coffee, Hanson? No, thank you, sir. How about a sandwich?
0: I don't think so, sir.
1: Oh, come on. It's been hours. You must be hungry.